0: Welcome to Soccer, A Perspective for Parents, where we'll be discussing what the coaches and refs really wish you, the parent, knew about the beautiful game. The goal of this podcast is to bridge the knowledge gap between the parents, that's you, and the coaches and refs. I will attempt to explain the game and rules in a way you can understand. That way, when you're out there watching Timmy, you can just enjoy the game. Okay, good morning, welcome. Today we're talking about forwards or strikers, the goal scorers, the money makers, the prima donnas, the cry babies joking a little bit there. Uh I grew up as a defensive player so I kind of have some uh these are my these are my enemies, these are my rivals. So there's a little joke in there. So strikers and center forwards are the most common and what we we'll, what we're going to be talking about here. Forward and striker are often used interchangeably with each other when people are talking about the forward and the striker. They typically will say striker or forward and mean the same thing. The guy most forward on the team looking to score goals. There's a little difference between a forward and a striker. Basically, a striker is the most forward player and is really only looking to score goals. Whereas forwards can have players in front of them and not only are they looking to score goals, but they're looking to create chances on the net for themselves or other players. The easiest way to think about this is a striker is a type of forward, but a forward can be many other positions such as like the winger is also kind of considered a forward. It really comes down to the player and the position, how the team is structured and what the coach has them playing. As I said before, wingers are considered a type of forward as well as attacking center midfielders, but we already talked about those in the center midfield and outside midfield episodes, so I'm going to leave them out. If you want to listen to some more about them, go to episode six and seven, the ones before this one, and you can hear a little bit more about the wingers and the attacking center mids. If you ever want me to go more in depth into a certain position, feel free to email me or make a post in the forums on the webpage and I'll get to it. Back to forwards and strikers. They're generally the the reason they get the name Ford is because they're generally the most forward player on the offense. They're usually the most forward closest to the attack, uh closest to the other team's goal. So not only do you have so some other forwards to think about is you have what they call a false nine. A false nine is a forward or striker that's generally just really good at assisting goals. They're not really trying to, they're not really trying to score goals. They're really just up there to draw. It's generally somebody that plays a really good attacking center mid that you put into a striker position that then drops back. What they're generally trying to do is draw the defense's attention to them and pull them out of position so that they can then feed the ball to some of their other players so that the other players can score the goal. It basically forces the defenders to decide between marking the false nine, opening up space for other players to make through runs, or leaving them and giving them the opportunity to dribble and find a pass that they want to make. Alright, then you also have what they call a second striker. A second striker is a striker that doesn't play as high as a... Normal striker, and they'll usually play behind a traditional striker. They have some crossover with the number 10, but they're a little bit different. A number 10 sits a little farther back than the second striker, and is more of an attacking midfielder. Good examples of number 10s are Diego Maradona, Ronaldinho, and Kaka. A good example of a second striker is Wayne Rooney when he's playing behind Robin Van Persie, or Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Then you also have what they call a poacher. And a poacher is a type of striker. He's a pure goal scorer. These players are always finding themselves in the right spot to finish the goals. And it's usually because they have a very high game IQ that allows them to see and know the right place at the right time to just put the foot on the ball. As a defender, I hate poachers. I don't understand poachers. Poachers are just really good at it doesn't matter what they do. They're just always there to put the ball in the back of the net, and it is very annoying as a defender. It's very hard to find a great poacher, but when you do, they're highly, highly prized. These guys get a lot of money when you get a natural goal-scoring poacher, somebody that's just there every single time. They're very hard to find, but they're worth their weight in gold. Then you also have what they call a target forward. They're generally also referred to as a number nine. A target forward is a type of striker forward also. Target forwards are usually big and strong and win balls in the air. Because target forwards are very big and strong, they can receive the ball from their team and hold up and let the team come up to them, and then they can play off them. They're very similar to a false nine, but a bit more balanced in the scoring and assisting aspect than a false nine. False nine is more concerned with passing. Let's move on to the main responsibilities of forward and strikers. The first and most important job is to finish goals. That's why you're there. Score goals. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Second, I would say, is probably to create chances for others. If they're not scoring goals, they need to be trying to feed people to score goals. That's They're up there to be the offense. They're also there to disrupt defenses with off-the-ball movement to confuse them and open up space for their teammates to move into. So they need to be constantly moving and shifting where they're at, trying to confuse defenses on where they're going and forcing the defense to make tough decisions. Now these guys are very offensive minded but they still need to support the defense. They generally do this by providing a very relentless attack when the people lose the ball because they're very up, they're up very high. They have the ability to be kind of reckless in how they win the ball back because if they commit a foul up at the 50 yard 50 yard line it's not that big of a deal. Now, with that being said, they need to be careful not to push too deep into the defense and help defensively because they'd want to still be up kind of high to provide an outlet. If we, if our team wins the ball and we want to turn around, and go for a quick counter attack, they need to be up high so we can, we can have that outlet for a quick counter attack. It also keeps the other team's defense honest because if we keep our guys kind of high at the half field, they have to keep a couple guys up there with them. In case we get a quick counterattack, So they'll have to leave one or two up high. That way they can't push everybody down in on us. All right, let's move on to the qualities of a good forward slash striker. Once again, general athletic ability. They need to be fast. They need to be able to jump. They need agility. They need endurance. They need strength and power. All that stuff helps. I'd say the two biggest for forwards is speed and jumping. They need to be able to outrun those forwards. And they, or sorry, they need to be outrun. They need to be able to outrun those defenders, and also it helps if they can get up over those defenders for head balls on the crosses in. Also, general technical ability helps. So, such as shooting, passing, dribbling, crossing, stuff like that. Probably the biggest there is shots on goal. Having a really good, hard, crisp shot, accurate shot, being able to put just shot, being able to put the ball on net. Because the more chances we have on net, the more chances we have to score. Then you have the ability to read and exploit defenses, anticipate what they're going to do. That way, if you can read all that, then you can, you know, feel that poacher role and be where you need to be to score goals. Going back to what I just said is being able to anticipate the play and being in the right spot so you can finish. This is often referred to as having a nose for goal. Being in the right place at the right time to score a goal is generally be, uh, is generally called having a nose for goal. Another one that most forwards don't have an issue with that they all kind of, I don't know what it is about them. They always seem to have it is confidence. Being able to be confident in your ability and you're confident that you're going to score goals. It, it helps a lot. And to segue off of that goes into composure. It's not easy to be that guy in front of the goal with a stadium of people in front of you trying to put the ball into the net. I've seen a lot of people whiff a lot of easy goals because they didn't have composure. Composure is a big one for for forwards, especially I think that's what feeds in the confidence a little bit. The confidence gives them the composure to score the goals in the big situations. If you don't have that composure, it's going to be hard to put the ball in the net in a big situation. And that's what you get paid to do. So, composure helps a lot. They also need to be patient. They can't get too ahead of themselves. They can't just run around like crazy man. They need to be patient, looking for that opportunity to score the goal. If they're not patient, then they rush. And generally, rushing leads to misses goal, missing goals. So... Being patient, knowing when to pick that pick that right time to take that shot, it helps a lot uh, for the forwards. Generally, a lot of them aren't patient though, so it's one of the big ones that a lot of forwards have to work on is patience. All right, let's roll into some famous forwards and strikers so you can get a good idea of what it looks like. So we got Messi, is uh, a great forward if you want to look at a general forward. So is Neymar. No, Neymar is another really good forward. Then you got Lewandowski. It's pronounced. Differently than it's spelled for most of us. If you want to look it up. It's L-E-W-A-N-D-O-W-S-K-I. And he's a great example of a striker. Cristiano Ronaldo is a grand example of a striker now. When he fills that upfront role. He generally does that for. More so in these late years. And he's done it a lot for Portugal. So uh, he's there a lot. His early years at Man U. He's definitely not a striker. He's more of a winger. But now he's more of a striker than a winger. So you watch any of his late stuff. You'll generally see him playing a striker striker role. Then there's Sergio Aguero is another great example of a striker. Then out of Ger- Germany, you have Mario... I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but Mario Gotez. Uh, G-O-T-Z-E. He's a great example of a false nine. Then you have, uh, also out of Germany... Thomas Müller, M-U-L-L-E-R. He's a great example of a forward. Uh, this one, he's also out of Germany. Erling Holland, H-A-A-L-A-N-D. If you want to take a look at him. Harry Kane, Kareem Benzema. Then you have Pele, who's considered the best in the game. If you don't know any other name from soccer, you need to know the name Pele. Then you also have Classic Ronaldo. Uh, this is the Ronaldo I grew up from, uh, with. He was from Brazil. Go watch him play. Great player. He was amazing to watch. I loved watching him play in the World Cups. Go check him out. Ronaldo played for Brazil. I can't remember his last name, but if, uh, if you look up Ronaldo Brazil, it should come up. All right. So now we'll go into some of the best American forwards slash strikers for my American viewers. You have, uh, Josie Altador. Who is, uh, I've been very critical of him in his career. He's not bad. He, he's good. I think he could, I, I think he should have stayed in Europe longer than he did. And I, I'd like to see him go back to Europe. I think he was a better player when he was playing in Europe. But Josie Outdoor is a good player. He's second, but more third on the list of leading goal scorers for the United States. He has 42 goals and he's currently still playing. Uh, the reason he's, Second but more third is because the first and second place are tied with the same ex- exact amount of goals. So that's why he's in third place but kind of second place, kind of one of those weird things. Then you have Landon Donovan, who was a pretty much a second striker most of his career. He is tied for the leading goal scorer at 57, and he has 157 caps. So he's got... Uh, a little over 10 more caps, probably closer to 20 cap, 20 more caps than the player he's tied with. So I'm going to give it to the player he's tied with, which is the next one. Clint Dempsey was also a second striker. Once he's also tied for, with 57, uh, goals with Landon Donovan, he had 141 caps. So I'm considering Clint Dempsey the winner as far as most goals scored because he scored the most goals in the least amount of time. I prefer Clinton Dempsey as well. I'm a little biased. I really didn't like Landon Donovan as a player, to be honest with you. But he's still the, one of the greatest players we've had. Uh, then you have Eric Winalda, Brian McBride, who's another one I grew up, both of those I grew up on when I was younger. Uh, I liked both of them a lot. On the women's side, you have Abby Wambach, and she is a great example of a target forward uh, when she was playing for the women's team. If you really want to see how a target forward plays, go watch uh, how Abby Wambach played. She's the current leading goal scorer for the U.S. Uh, women's National Team. I forgot to write down how many goals she had, but it's a ridiculous amount. It's like 180-something, I think. Uh, she's worth going and watching. Then you have Alex Morgan, who is currently playing and is kind of the face of the Women's National Team and one of the leading scorers. I would look for her to do more big things. She's still fairly young. I think at 29. Uh, then you have somebody that played a ridiculously long time for the women's national team and Tiffany Milbert. And then you have one of my favorite or my favorite women's player to ever play the game in Mia Hamm. I think Mia Hamm just had it all. She was a great goal scorer. She was the leading goal scorer until Abby Wambach took that title. Uh, if I remember correctly, she may lead the team and assist. I think she's like third. With Caps, uh, if you don't know what we mean by Caps, Caps is starts. She's just, she was ridiculous. I loved watching her play. She was the face for the team for a long time. I think Mia is one of, if not the best, women's players to lace up the boots. And I think she is top five greatest players to ever lace up the boots. I haven't really looked really hard, but... I, I think most people would put her fairly high on the all time greatest players to ever play the game. So Mia Ham's a great person to go watch. I, I think she had it all. She was a great player, great touch, great goal scorer. It was everything. And I used to love her uh, commercials with Michael Jordan. The, uh, anything you can do, I can do better. Those were great commercials. I absolutely loved them. Okay. A couple of things of note. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, you'll have heard some of these i have a webpage up and running now go visit it when you get a chance soccer a perspective for parents.com lower all lowercase all together the link should be in most platforms that you're listening on if the link is not in the description email me and i'll hook you up with it go visit let's we'll start just having some discussions ask any questions you have and we'll work on it from there there's also if there's not the link for the webpage there should be a link tree pay a link tree that has it as well as the facebook page i created and the direct link to the podcast page if you want to share that also i have an email up and running soccer podcast for parents at gmail.com email any email me any questions comments concerns gripes that you have and i'll try and get back to you i'll try and answer them here on the podcast for you and we'll see how that goes also, don't forget to leave a rating and a comment on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps a ton. I do try and take a look at them and read them when I get, uh, whenever I get a chance. Also, I see you Australia dropping in and listening from time to time. I enjoy it. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a good day. Thanks for listening. As always, remember that the kids are out there for fun and let's have a good day.